We took a weekend off from touring And so we made our way back home We heard our house party was brewing It's Friday, so let's get drunk, yeah, yeah. We got a call Welcome back, everybody, to The Last Call Podcast. My name is Aaron Thompson, and alongside me, I have my co-host, Nick Warner. You know, Aaron, I learned something shocking this week. What is that, Nick? You know the song Whistle by Flo Rida? Yes. No, it's not actually about learning how to whistle. What's it about? Uh, it's, it's, it's very sexual. And I, I, I was shocked, absolutely shocked to learn that. I, no, Flo Rida, no, no. I thought it was an educational thing on how to whistle and learning how to whistle. If you're going to go at Flow Rider for doing something sexually explicit, you better come correct. Oh, you know what? I, I'm I'm blown away and I will no longer be listening to Flow Rider. Oh, Or well. Florida, however you want to call it. Well, however you call them. Again, thank you for joining us on this Friday. I am your host, Aaron Thompson. But, Nick, we do have a special third person with us this week. Hey, special third person. Do you want to say hi? Hello. My name is Hugh Sinclair and I am not from here. No, Hugh, where are you from? I am from South Central Iowa, just BFE. Closest neighbors I had growing up were a quarter mile away, and they were my grandparents, so not much happening there. Well, we appreciate you traveling all the way from Iowa. Um, We are actually all together in the same room. I know typically Warner and I do this uh, podcast remote. We do it over discord but we did have the opportunity for all of us to be here tonight so that's very exciting and glad that you made the trip from iowa so hugh tell us uh, or tell the audience i guess how do uh, how do we know you uh well i was gonna be an engineer and so i decided to go to uh rose holman it was kind of a funny story how i decided on choosing rose but uh, i met you aaron and you warner uh my freshman year when i was pledging for uh triangle so yeah, it was good times. It was good times. You were uh, you're a lot more cool back then. I don't know. You've I know. Changed. I've uh, I've changed. I've changed a lot. Do you, do you uh, <clears throat> still tend to play with your knife and uh, spring it on the table? Always and, do. So I don't know why you wouldn't. So Hugh lived with me for I don't know what a year. Essentially, yeah. Yeah, he had a a roommate that he didn't particularly like, so he decided to <laughs> to live with me. And uh, I'd be there, you know, coding or trying to learn something or do some homework, whatever. And then he would take the his damn knife and put it on the end of the table and make it go boing, 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 boing. It was a boing, butter boing. knife. And what I was doing was I was, I was, uh, <laughs> I was literally uh, playing Camp Down Ladies <laughs> with the knife uh, by changing the pitch, by moving it forward and uh, – back so he did not tell you how hard it is to focus when you just hear you are a man of many talents and we're going to get into some of those talents later uh but as we always do let's start off the show by telling the audience what we're drinking tonight um you know looking around the table we do have a mix of stuff uh it is something different uh there is budweiser there's a lot of budweiser uh per usual so nick i did make a mistake last time i said you were 23 of 23 on the budweiser uh last week was episode 22 so this is 23 so this is it this is number 23 this is number 23 and again uh in case you guys uh didn't recall don't recall or maybe weren't listening uh nick and i after episode 25 are going to take a few weeks off we're going to work on the show and then we're going to come back from a break for what we're dubbing as season two so be prepared for that i think we're going to do some really cool stuff um we have hugh on tonight we're going to have another guest next week but um i'm uh, sorry have a, we should have a guest every every uh every episode until 25 it will end so tw- like two more episodes, but right. And then 25, we're going to do something big for 25 for the end of season one. So we're going to have fun there. But again, uh, I, I'm, I digress. Uh, we, we have the Budweiser, but we also have another, uh, selection from Hugh. Yeah. So it's, uh, from an Indiana brewery, obviously not from around here. So I got to take my pickings while I can. Um, <laughs> we actually went to the uh, liquor store. Uh, I, but I got this specifically, uh, it's an orange cream sunlight from Sun King Brewery. But also while we were there, I, I looked like a 
you know, either a binge drinker if I was ha- or I was having a party because I ended up getting two cases of Yingling and an uh, entire flat worth of uh Oh, three, shit. Three, three, three Floyds. Yes, yeah. yes. Some Gumball Head and some Zombie Dust, yes, I believe. Yes, sir. You yeah. locked out with yeah. the variety pack. I'd say more so. <laughs> that well, was just Hugh's Friday night. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. has to go it's back a, tonight. Yeah, my dad's going to be pissed off. I drank all the yingling. Well, by the way, this uh, this Sun King cream ale is delightful. Yeah. I, it's, it's, it tastes like an orange sherbet. It's, yeah. str- it's so, so smooth. It's dangerous. So they it's have the uh, they have the normal sunlight cream ale, and that's what I thought it was when we first bought it. But then when you read it again, it says orange vanilla, and it literally tastes like orange sherbet. This is going down very quickly. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited. But Hugh, thank you for the the beer recommendation. Uh, I'm a fan. So, um, Hugh, I wanna I wanna get into your talents. I know Which one. Ooh, can well, we can we start with the very obvious one because of. So Hugh brought his own headset, and it's a special it's headset. Because I'm a gamer. Uh, I don't. That's, <laughs> I, you look like a, a goose in Top Gun. Why would that be, Hugh? Uh, so back in oh shit, uh, 2015, I started getting my pilot's license, and I ended up taking lessons each summer uh, until I finally got it in 2018. So it took three summers to get it, but. Um, yeah, so I got my flying headset on cause it's the only one with a 99 millimeter jack, but, uh, yeah. So why, why didn't you fly here? Why did you drive? From uh, Iowa? a lot of it is because of alcohol. Eight hours between bottle and throttle, baby. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 We don't have the rules on cars, I guess, do we? It's only, it's only one hour before booze and cruise. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes not even that from where I'm from. Yeah, no, you're like you said, you're you're from BFE Iowa. Like, like I said, the closest town is five miles away. Closest, uh, uh, closest grocery store is fifteen miles away. So, and you know, a lot of people say Indiana is nothing but cornfields, right? But Iowa is literally like nothing but cornfields. I'm pretty sure it's just like the state is corn. Yeah, the so buildings Iowa- are made of corn. The Iowa people are made of corn. Is the leading exporter of corn. If you want to get into some Iowa facts, corn, soybeans, pork, and chickens and eggs. Hugh is is one of his other special talents is literally just being an encyclopedia of random fucking facts. Do you know how many times Hugh just looks at me and goes, "Hey, have you heard about this guy? Hey, do you know this? Hey, do you know? No, Hugh, I don't because nobody knows that. I don't know why you do know this, but I never ceases to amaze me the types of facts that I learn from Hugh. Hey, what can I say? I um, knowledge is power, and you know, looking to take over the world, baby. <laughs> I like it. I like that. Um, but in addition to being a, a licensed pilot, uh, just personal pilot right like you're not you're not a commercial pilot so it's not like you're flying other people no i can fly other people i just can't get paid for it and if i do get paid it's kind of a weird law so um if i get paid it has to go to a charity i can't personally get paid it's super weird that's interesting yeah is that a federal thing yeah and then also if someone wants to pay like for you know gas or something they can only pay for their percentage of stuff so like uh let's say i fly and there's a hundred dollars worth of fuel and there's only one other person with me and they want to say hey i got the fuel don't worry about it they can only pay fifty dollars worth of it that's weird it's super weird uh but that's only for private pilots as soon as you get to be commercial then uh, that's when you can start getting paid and that's when you can Start doing other things. Do you, there's some wraparounds though. Like there's some other things that can happen that a pilot gets paid for doing something else, and then, oh hey, come on this flight. Do you have any aspirations to become like a commercial pilot? Um, so the company I work for, which by the way, kind of sponsoring this little show here. Oh, pretty much. I mean, <laughs> so we got we got some we got, uh, we got some sweet stuff. We got yeah. some swag. Yeah. So uh, I work for this company called Quality Ag Service, and I brought over a bunch of koozies, a bunch of I brought over a cooler, some coffee mugs. Like it's. I got a sweet thermos with some delicious coffee in absolutely. it right now because I'm old. Uh, but continuing on, I uh, one of our next steps within this company is to get a corporate pilot to uh, 
help move our national sales rep and the president and, you know, a bunch of other people around uh, so that they can visit, you know, uh, not only our own reps, but who we're representing for. Uh, it's, it's, there's going to be some big steps for quality ag in the future. I'm pretty sure. So you're going to be that guy. You're going to be flying around the CEO and the big wigs of the company. Pretty much. Pretty much. It's bumping uh, elbows. Bumping elbows with you. I would suggest getting a, a tip jar and just say <laughs> tips are, are great. Not expected, but greatly appreciated. Well, as soon as I get essentially the CDL of flying, then, uh, then I'll just be getting paid for it. So, so there's also something else that you do. And I don't know if this comes into your company at all, but I remember a few years ago, you, you were asking us how much money am I legally allowed to take on a, on an airplane? And we're like, why? And you're like, well, because can I take $10,000 in cash with me on an airplane? And we're like, we have no idea. And you informed us it's because you were going to auctioneering school. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot that I was so mentioning that. so you, <laughs> no. so you got a you I got think it was, a, I think it was like thirty five hundred. I don't think it was ten thousand. Well, no, okay, so I think ten thousand was what we looked up. Like according to the yeah. FAA, you can't yeah. get on a plane with more than ten thousand dollars in cash. Correct. Yeah, and so that's where that ten thousand came from. But I, I, you're like, yeah, I'm I'm going to auction. We're like, Hugh, is this this sounds sketchy as hell that you have thirty five hundred dollars <laughs> well, in cash or getting on an airplane? The location of it too. Where was it at? It was in Billings, Montana. Yeah, like, it's just like, oh, I'm going to fly to Montana for auctioneering. So, really? You can't go somewhere and else? It was beautiful. And was you great. paid 3500 It's like, I think he was going there to pay somebody to, like, kill him or something. <laughs> to like, kill me? Yeah, like, like <laughs> I'll give you $3,500. Like, what me. What was the website? www.thisisnotasketchyauctioneeringwebsite.com? No, like, it was uh, Western College of Auctioneering. And it was it's an amazing school. So, like, a lot of... Uh, auctioneering schools they teach you like filler words before they teach you the numbers first but uh essentially in auctioneering it's about communicating what the seller wants to sell for and then what the buyer wants to buy for and then basically a a, a realtor except for whatever they're selling uh and a lot faster a lot faster a lot faster can lot we faster. could we get an example absolutely uh 20 who could have been 30 dollars 30 who could have been 30 dollars 30 who could have been 40 40 who could have been 40 dollars 40 cent now 50 who could have been 50 dollars 50 who could have been 50 now 50 now 50 who could have been 50 dollars sold out 40 dollars okay. so there you go it's pretty, i like that amazing. however i did hear you do something the other day where you were doing that in elmo's voice oh yeah <laughs> so now i need um, to hear elmo elmo doesn't know if he wants to do it right now though fuck you elmo do it um Okay, 50, you're gonna be 75. 75, you're gonna be 100. 100, you're gonna be 125. 25, you're gonna be 125. Sold out. 100. <laughs> a man of um, many talents. I, man, I, I, want, I, I want you to go. I don't know when the last time you actually had an auctioneering gig is, but if you're not doing that voice as you're auctioneering for something super serious. So I, about two weeks ago, I had a I had an auction for uh, this pro-am. We, we were selling the teams and then uh, a lot of it, was uh went to a charity but then whoever bought the team that won they would get like a percentage of the cash this this also you were explaining to me i believe you called me and you were explaining this over the phone yeah this sounded so sketchy because you're like yeah i'm basically selling people yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> i thought it was, i well, love putting it that way hold on, like, hold on hold on i'm, like, I'm pretty sure that's been illegal for a yeah. long time but is that well, was it like a charity thing where it's yeah. like, a, there was oh, a hey, you can charity, buy this yeah. dude and he'll I come and clean sound, your house or something? No, like that. no, no. I made no. it sound really sketchy, but so go ahead and it, explain it. It was for a pro am, uh, a golfing tournament, and um, I don't remember the rules for the pro am itself. But after the first day, here are all these stats of how people are doing, and then I uh, I got to sell like the team in the sense of who's going to do the best tomorrow. And whoever did the best the next day, whoever bought that team, they would get a percentage of the cut. It's called it's called a Calcutta. And uh, I, but to keep it completely legal, we uh, a portion of it went to a donation, went to a charity. So interesting. Yeah. So I mean that. So they, but they bought the team that did the best the next day f- to do what? Just like so that, like a meet and greet, like they no. Aug- so so like let's say 
you're on one team with your partner, Warner's on another team with his partner, and um, you did so well the first day, Warner did so well the second day, and then uh, that night, someone buys your team for $50, and someone buys Warner's team for $100. The pot is now $150. Whoever bought the team that does better the next day wins that $150. That's just like a... Oh, it's like a pool. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like that. <clears throat> it's really That's interesting. It, that is an interesting like concept. Yeah. It's like... So that, that you, form of gambling is actually called a Calcutta. It's it's a... Um, you just, you just perked up. Oh, Aaron just perked up. He's, well, he yeah, loves my gambling. De- my and degenerate so like, gambling. <gasps> yeah, more, my, more ways to lose my money. <laughs> yeah, my degenerate gambling mind, yeah, came into... It, it's like... Okay, so you, dude, you could easily do this for the NCAA tournament, right? Yeah. So, for example, everybody has to, you know, bids and on. And we do that for the NCAA tournament. Yeah. So everybody auction you auction off the team. So the number one overall seed, like this year or the uh, the twenty twenty was Gonzaga, right? I think yeah. they were like the number one overall seed. And so everybody bids on. Oh, I want Gonzaga. I think they're going to win the tournament. But then if I chose who won Baylor. If I, I bid on Baylor, then I win the entire pot because I got the team that won. So maybe there are some value picks in there, right? Like a, yep. a four or five seed that you can get a you know go along with. That's an interesting concept. Yeah, like, I, I like that. Uh, it's it's pretty interesting. And yeah, we do the same exact thing uh, NCAA Calcutta, um, in which obviously that doesn't happen until March. Yeah, <laughs> but that's a very interesting concept i like that but it's it's interesting that they would have you you as an auctioneer out there you know like you said auctioneering people or like a team more or less that's what he was doing (laughs) yeah uh so i funny story um my sister-in-law i sent that snapchat of me auctioneering like elmo and she sends me uh oh that would be wonderful for a children's auction i told her rachel i I think that that's been illegal for years. You well, can't do that. You can't sell what? children. In her, I want to no. Hold on, we need to dive into this a little bit. In her mind, what is a children's auction? Is it auctioneering off kids, I think or is it like what kids she, she, are what betting she was auctioneering at, their allowance money? What she was getting at is like you know some children's program where these kids have probably like play money or something. And uh, then, okay, and then they buy things but i don't think kids really understand the concept of auctions <laughs> no no they're they're they have a hundred dollars and the the bidding is up to a million dollars at this point <laughs> yeah, exactly so a uh, funny thing is i i um i was in boy scouts when i was growing up like i feel like a lot of people were um but we did this thing where you uh made a cake and they would do an auction and some of the money would go back to like the Boy Scouts, it was, it was a way of raising money, and every time I make my cake, and then I um, we'd auction it off, and I'd have my parents buy my cake back, and I'm like, it's just a way to donate <laughs> my money back. It, it <laughs> it's is funny. It's so funny when you do fundraisers as a kid. Like it, it becomes your parents' task to do it for you. Oh, absolutely. Like yeah. they're they're expecting <clears throat> these. By the way, here's here's a hot take, which I don't know if it's that hot, but because I've told multiple people this. The, the Girl Scouts are a cookie company that uses child labor. Yeah, I, but why do they even need the girls? Like, those things fucking sell themselves. They're just the middleman that gives the product to the consumer. Like, the only... That's all they are. Like, I don't... Look, I, I was not in the Boy Scouts. I, you know, know nothing about the, the Scouts. Girl Scouts? I was not. In, <laughs> he was a brownie. I was not. No, I was not in any of the scouts. Uh, but that's that's the thing about the Girl Scouts that everybody knows is the cookies. Yeah. And, and the Girl Scouts go and sell cookies. And I mean, part of it, you know, you can make the case that it's like women empowerment and entrepreneurship and stuff, teaching these girls to, you know, really go after. Shit literally sells itself, though. Right. Well, yeah. It, it takes a, a good salesman to sell, you know, shit product. It takes a lesser salesman to sell you a product that's actually pretty damn you good. You know what else would be a fucking useless job? Is a salesman for, like, Mountain Dew. Like, that shit just sells itself. Oh, it's essentially liquid crack. Yeah. I mean, that's 
It, it, it's one of the like top ten. We need to go through that. That would be interesting. Like top ten most useless jobs out there. Um, I mean, I mean, we don't have to do it, it now, but no, I mean, I'm just thinking about like a, being a sales. Not that it's a job, but selling Girl Scout cookies and selling uh, Mountain Dew. Do you know how easy it would useless. be to be a sales rep for like Coca Cola? Oh, like, yeah, I mean, it's got to be easy. I mean, you do sales, so. Well, yeah, it, but so my sales is different because I sell like big engineered engineering solutions, mm-hmm. not necessarily commodities, mm-hmm. such as something that's replenishable, right? I don't sell light bulbs. I don't sell soft drinks to restaurants, something that's replenishable. I sell something where we have to engineer it, we implement it, and yeah, we get service work after that, and so there is um, a continuous flow of money. But to be a, a sales rep for somebody like Coca-Cola, where you walk in is like, hey, I'm with Coke, here's my money, and then it, like they just walk out the door. Right. It's a 30-second yeah. exchange, I bet. Yeah. I don't. I mean, you're probably fighting for the like the big clients, like – if uh, like the let's say Taco Bell or I guess it would be like Yum Foods, which is like Taco Bell, KFC, all those uh, Pizza Hut, Pizza Hut, uh, Long Johns, which or Long Johns, Long Long, John Long John Silvers. Silvers. They're a part of Yum. I don't know that they're I, a part of Yum. I believe they are. Maybe they are. Which I don't know how the fuck that. But I the big thing would be like oh they currently use Coke products and getting them to switch over to like Pepsi products or whatever would be. Huge, like that would be the biggest. I would thing. say the Pepsi guy, depending on what part of the country you're in. And by I, the way, before somebody corrects me, they do use Pepsi products, not Coke products. I know somebody's gonna fucking say something I, about that. I feel like being the Pepsi guy, that's a tough job. Yeah, and, uh, I'm I'm a Coke person, full and full through. I, I'll take Coke over Pepsi all day. Dr. Hugh, what Dr. Are, Pepper what Snapple. Get yeah, well, it's Dr. Pepper Keurig, but well, it Snapple's a part of it too. Yeah. Yeah. But Dr. Pepper for day. I love Dr. Pepper. Yeah, Dr. Great. Pepper. It's great. It's it's so you're not a Mr. Pib person? I do like Pib. Mr. Pib's pretty good. I do like I think Pib. It's, it's a you, close second to it. Do you guys remember yeah. Dr. Thunder though? Yeah, that Walmart. It was Walmart, wasn't it? Dr. Thunder. Um yeah, it was kind of like the off brand. It was like I, yeah. love, I love the off brand names. They're the best. They're like, <laughs> oh, instead of Rice Krispie treats, it's crispy rice or Yeah. Uh, instead of uh, Captain Crunch, it's like Admiral Snaps. Yeah, or something I'm trying like to think that. of the one that was random. Mountain Dew. It was like, it was like something <laughs> Mel- Mist. Or... Well, Mel- Mel- Yellow would be. It was Coke. like Mountain That's Mist Coke's or something like that. It. it there was there was one. It was it wasn't uh, Mountain Mist. It wasn't like, fruity. It's like the Chinese version of like, <laughs> yeah. hey, can I copy your homework? Yeah, but just change it up a little bit. It, <laughs> My favorite, one of my favorite, crispy rice is good, but then the other off-brand, it was like, it wasn't Fruity Pebbles, it was like Fruity Boulders or something like yeah, that. It's like <laughs> very obvious what they're trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> Fruit Rock. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, it, the the off-brand names are, are pretty good, but the, the sales, and then are those, most of those are just like... Um, private label right those are those are the grocery store brands that they put out there Pro- probably yeah because like I, private select i think it's like kroger's version of like that's all of their w- products wouldn't that come from the same co- like factory though that it's being made sometimes because not, not all the time i mean there, there are people that just wholesale like there are so i do a lot i do work in this industry where we sell our control systems to companies that do manufacturing for private label yeah so that means that they just Companies call them up. They say, hey, I want a product similar to this. And then they manufacture something and then they just wholesale it to them and then they can slap whatever label they want on it. Yeah. So, by the way, one of the the customers in my territory is Post Cereal. And I've been there one time. And um, that place smells like Fruity. Is Fruity Pebbles Post? I think so. I think so, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. it, well, it, if it is post, it smelled like fruity pebbles within a three mile radius of that facility. Like I go, I don't, I couldn't tell if it would be delightful to work there and just be like, oh, it smells like fruity pebbles. Or after a while, we like, Ugh. it would be great for I, I would say probably about a week, and then you'd be like, yeah, I'm fucking tired of it. I'm moving and I'm quitting my job. I had this one kid in high school, and you, 
about everyone knows what Cargill is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so well, wait, what, what did you say? Cargill. Cargill. It. I. I know it because they what, produce uh, ethanol as one of their products. Their, uh, their grain okay. products. And then uh, wow. I don't know what they do with hogs, but uh, they do something with hogs. Um, but either way, there is a Cargill that is in a town close to me called Eddyville, and it is on a on a bad windy day, you will smell it. 30 miles away and I have a kid that I graduated with and he just loved the smell of it. And meanwhile, everyone else is just retching almost. Hmm. And it's, it's, it's weird. Like bad smells that people like and and whatnot. I know in Terre Haute there was, was it a dog food factory? Um, there might be, well, there's clabber girl is there. They sell baking soda. There was, that's the big thing. Didn't they also have a cereal company close by? They uh, might have. No, I, I think they used to. I think there used to be a big, like, mill. It was either General Mills or it was Post. Something something like that was downtown, and it used to smell really bad there. Yeah. Well, it, I don't think it was cereal, but it, it was. I don't know what it was, but I heard Terre Haute used to be disgusting. It smelled awful, and then that factory sold out and left. Yeah. It got significantly better. Yeah, there are some. By the way, let, let's dive into this a little bit. Nostalgia, just in general. Do you guys experience nostalgia much? And and I'll I'll get to the why I just thought of this. But how much? How often do you guys experience nostalgia? We'll let Hugh go first. Do you? I don't want to put you on the spot if you're not ready. Um, I mean a little bit, especially. So I, I was finishing classes at Wichita State, and I'm I'm done with school now. Shockers. Yeah, shock the nation, baby. I uh, can't beat the wheat. Uh, <laughs> I hadn't heard that one. <laughs> so anyway, I was finishing classes and there's some like nostalgic things. The fact that I just bought a house back home, but I'm waiting for these people to move out before I can move in. Um, yeah. Can you talk about that real quick? Yeah. As soon well, as we, we get to the nostalgia. I know. I know. <laughs> but it's interesting. Yeah. So anyway. We're hopping around a lot. I, I want to hit all of these things, but I kind of want to, I want to yeah. make sure that we're not losing people that was a horrible pour that of was your the beer, worst year four i've Terrible. ever done in my but, life so anyway the fact that i'm living in my room right now and i'm uh like your childhood room like yeah, where you grew up where i grew up i uh, i mean it's it's super redneck but i've got this literal deer head that hangs above my bed first buck i ever shot and it's just like man that was a cool fucking day like yeah, it, well, the reason I, I got into nostalgia just as a whole was because there might be science on this, and I think, I feel like I've read this before, but the thing that triggers memories and nostalgia the most for me is smell. Oh, I, absolutely. I smell something, and it triggers a vivid, vivid memory that I had forgotten about until I smelled something that that made me remember it so i don't know why there's so like such a connection between for at least for me i don't know if it's for everybody between smell and my memory bank but it's it's ridiculous so that that is absolutely a thing um and actually it, now that i'm thinking about it i i can't remember the 21 pilot song um but he talks about, oh, if I uh, had a candle, I would make a candle and me and my brother would have it and we'd only sell one or two and it would be to them. It's basically talking about like a, a, a candle of their childhood of all the, like, the smells of their childhood. So it's absolutely a thing, you know. I, I, I got to find that song. Um, it's it's one of their big songs. It's, um, which way it could turn back time. Yeah. To yeah. the good old it, days. It, exactly. It's song yeah. about nostalgia. Whatever. Basically. Uh, whatever that song was, but yeah, he talks about like, oh yeah, I wish I had a could basically take all the smells and make them into a candle and, you know, hey, but, his brother would love it. But I wonder what about that, like, so for example, uh, one that I I get hints of. Did you guys ever dis- dissect anything when you were in school? Uh, did you do this? Oh yeah, like a frog. I still dissect. Uh, we did a baby pig. <laughs> we did uh, pigs. Yeah, we did a pig. So no, we did. Can anyone just heard what I just said? <laughs> oh, sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I said I still dissect things. Skinny. Oh. Things. Yeah. <laughs> that's well. That's part of your job, kind no, of. No, it's you're, not my job. My job's in chemicals. No, that's that's part of hunting right there. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, yeah. You if go. you're if you're doing that, but. Um, 
we did pigs, and there was a stench when we dissected the pig that has haunted me since high school. Oh, yeah. And that was bad. Just be thankful that you haven't been like near a hog confinement building where like a pig suddenly died and (laughs) five or six pigs died and there's five or six dead pigs hanging out outside. There's vultures hanging around it. It is so bad. I I can't even imagine. So uh, again, Hugh being from Iowa, he's in, you're in chemicals right now, but you have a lot of kind of, I don't want to like demean it, but it's like, it's like, Bar- jack, of it's, all, jack of all trades, master of none, typically. But it's a far, uh, it's farmhand experience. Yeah, yeah it's farmhand yeah. experience, right? Absolutely. So you have a lot of experience in that area. So you you experience things, you know things about rural America that probably even us, you know, Warner and I, who grew up in the Midwest our entire lives, still don't really know the true depths of. Yeah, so like I, um, when I was, I was going to Nebraska once a week for a auto auction. I was a ringman out there, but I was helping out these uh, vets around Albia. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, we saw some shit that was just wild. So preg checking a cow, you literally stick your arm up to the elbow and then some uh, to see how old the calf is inside, see how far along the cow is. Yeah, I remember getting a Snapchat from you, and oh, you, yeah. you send me a picture of some tool. I have no <laughs> idea what it is. And you just oh, said, that was that this was goes the, up uh, cow, uh, no, cow vagina. So that that thing that I sent you that um, that was essentially just a giant butt plug for a bull. I don't like that at all. I don't so, like that. I'm regretting taking us down this path. I'm sorry, Nick. Yeah. Uh, but continuing sorry on. Sorry to the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> so, but continuing on, like some things that I've seen is uh, like sometimes when a cow has a calf, she'll prolapse, which means uh, her insides come outside. Oh, and God. me and this vet, Ryan, Let's not make this a visual podcast. I uh, take that back. No video. Ryan, the vet, was literally, like, taking two handfuls of this cow and shoving it back in her. Oh, and then I would have to reach in with right. him and hold it. And okay. He would even oh, pull no, out. God. Okay. Shut it down. Do it again. Shut it down. <laughs> All right. Let's go. Uh, let's go back. So we were talking about nostalgia. You living in your, you yeah, living in your, we get to so, that. Yeah. No, we're, 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 Oh my God. Let's hit the rewind then button we real quick. Nope. <laughs> okay. Well, no, you did take us down that path. Okay. With but, the smells. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but I didn't know we were going to get into this. Well, it's like, Hugh. Oh, Hugh, is, I love it. Hugh is probably the most, I guess, the easiest way to explain Hugh is just like a random guy. Just just so random about yeah, everything. His talents, the uh, his thoughts, his words, like everything. Just random. You oh, never know. There's but always, it keeps, there's it keeps always you a on path. Your, like, is it, there's, it's, it's definitely linear. Like, I got there somehow. He's <laughs> a, he's a <laughs> intercontinental... Man of mystery, this one. But I, I, so let's go back to something that we touched on, which was the nostalgia, your house, you're buying a new house, and there's something interesting about the house that you're buying. Uh, so half of it's a post office, and then half of it's a house, but then there's like this little portion of it that's a beauty salon that hasn't been a beauty salon for like five, six, seven years. I smell opportunity here. I I'm, also smell some opportunity. So I want to. We're is, moving the podcast to Iowa. It's going to be our new studio. No, the, the, <laughs> it's going to well, be great. It what, could be. It could be a studio room. Who knows? So the the opportunity I smell, and I told you this, uh, Hugh, when you told me this post office, it's still active, correct? Oh, absolutely. So I want to know. So you bought part of the house, and and as part of the deal, I believe from what you told me is that the post office is going to end up closing and then the whole thing is just going to be essentially your house that is so they have been talking for the past 15 years about closing this post office down simply because it's a um there's 110 people that live in this town that I'm, i'm moving into and it is the post office for two towns it and another town that's got about 100 people in it as well and so if they move out, then Melrose will go to Albia and Russell will go to Sheraton Post Office. 
So there are other post offices. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. The so they're within well, twenty the, miles of each other. So this is the opportunity that I smell is that they close. Granted, it's a small town, so I'm sure you know news travels pretty quick and that people know things. But if people just didn't realize that that post office was no longer active and just kept dropping packages off at your doorstep and like, oh, I'm just going to drop this here so that the post office guy gets it and then delivers it. We were talking about this earlier, but we never got Warner's input on it. At what point does mail become like postage? Like when is it a federal crime to start to opening open other people's, people's mail? mail? <laughs> open up other people's mail? Yeah, yeah because I'd say, I'd say literally when the, 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 uh, when the stamp is on. Yeah, when the stamp goes on it, that becomes that becomes mail. post. Yes, well, because so, you're going to take that and you're going to put it into your mailbox for the mail the postman to pick it up. Okay, but Hugh is now living in a post office, and that post office is not active. Now they think no, the that post it's office active. is active. Well, the post but, office, but if this it a hypothetical down. situation. Okay. Okay, it closes sorry. down. People go to that post office to drop off their package. There's a stamp on oh, it. They okay. drop it off essentially at Hugh's front door. It's that, almost like it was a gift. That is going to get really annoying. It's going to get annoying for a how little many, bit. How many then, people do people go there a lot like to drop off mail? Uh, I mean, they so they've got a P.O. box deal that's on the inside of the post office. Uh, and when they leave, who knows what happens to it. But, uh, I mean, you can send mail out. It's kind of a, it's a weird post office. They're only open for four and a half hours out of the day. It's. Weird. But so there is a, I think there's a high likelihood that people like forget that that post office is closed. Then they go and they try to drop off a package at your front door. Oh, for sure. And I would assume morally it's wrong to open up that package that they dropped off at your door. That wasn't meant for you, but legally they essentially just gave you a gift. So, so I'm wondering what the actual uh, appropriate response would be other than now you have to become the mailman and take all of that shit to the other post office. I think as soon as they move out, like I'm going to be pretty explicit with the fact like, Hey, I'm not a post office. Like don't, you're going to put a big billboard out in front. Pretty much. This like post Hughes office house. is closed. <laughs> That's what it's going to say. Hugh's house. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> off. Leave me alone. <laughs> Hugh does not want your mail. Take it elsewhere. I only want my mail. Get that out of here. Yeah. <laughs> that is kind of oh. funny that a postman will have to deliver your mail to another post office, which is actually now your house. Yeah. I mean, I mean, how many times does this happen like that? There are. Pro- I want to look up and find out how many houses are attached to post offices. Probably not many. If it is, it's going to be a rural. Town. Okay, just here, here, Iowa things. Here's another. Things. Here's another question we're not asking. Who lived in this portion of this post office that it was a house prior to you now buying it? Me? Oh, I. They're great people. Like they. Uh, they showed me more things about the house than the. No, who are did. no? Who are these people? Oh, who's the guy that they're, built the house or built the built the building? Well, why is it part of a house, part of a, like, why is it partial he, living quarters? So he partial. did that, that guy did that simply because uh, he saw an opportunity, he took it, and he was a, he was kind of a cheapskate, though. So, like, he built an apartment, is is what it is. Uh, it's a three-bedroom, one-bath apartment, a uh, little, like, w- small area that someone wanted to have a beauty parlor into, and, uh and they needed a post office, and so he built the post office there too. And so he rented the apartment out, rented out the small little area for the beauty parlor, and they but rented out the. You post know office. what's missing out of this town? Mail and hair salons. We need those. Yeah, bring them so, back. So, baby. all right, I'm going to start with housing. That seems reasonable. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. People but need you know, a place to live. But you know what? I want to connect to this house. A beauty parlor and a post office. You know what? I don't want. I don't want to have to leave my house to do anything. You know what? I absolutely hate traveling to deliver my mail, and I don't want to go to the barber. So I'm going to build that attached to my house. This seems like the most ridiculous building. It concept. really is. It really is because I, I found out through the the current tenants that are there that, uh, it's not hooked up to. Uh, it's not hooked up to city sewer. It's got a septic tank in it. So, uh, I mean, you're kind of out in butt fuck nowhere. Yeah, but 
when they came through with city sewer, like you got a free connection to it when it came through. And then this guy said, no, I I want my septic. So this, I just really considered, I used this man just refused. Yeah. He thought it was going to be cheaper to have a septic tank, or he thought that he was going to have this building, and then right about when the septic tank was full, he was going to sell it. So it sounds like a pretty shitty situation. Literally, yes. Oh, oh, oh! Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, got it. Oh, no. I, oh, uh, We're testing this. Ah, ah, yeah. There we go. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to do it again because I don't know if it got. There oh, it is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> really using oh, all of our shoot. tools today. That's good. Yeah. Love really, it. really reaching into the utility you, belt. What, here. Is, what is your favorite fact? Your favorite Iowa fact? My favorite Wait, Iowa does it have, fact. Does it have to be Iowa? It doesn't have to be Iowa. Or, or okay, give me your favorite Iowa fact and then give me your favorite fact. General period. fact. Oh, man. This is. That's a lot. I'm, I'm putting you on the God, spot. God, this is such a. Big memory bank that I have to sort. I know, through. dude. I, uh, I imagine just smell something. You'll come up with something. You know, right? you know, in SpongeBob, where uh, they tell him to get rid of everything, fine dining and breathing. Oh and my then, god, we forgot his name. And then, yeah, and then they have to, and they're all fucking running around, and the building's on fire. That's what's going on in your head right now. <laughs> shit, shit. Which one do we use? <laughs> um. So, currently, one of my. Favorite, my, my current favorite fact. Yeah, currently my favorite fact, <laughs> not to do with Iowa, because I'll be quite honest with you, I'm not fond of Iowa. Um, excuse me, one moment, I got a burp. That's nice. blasphemy. How's that, that blasphemy? That was, I, can, well, I can be a fan of or not a fan of you know where. I don't I'm know. At. Maybe maybe Iowans are are loyal. Iowans. Are, are you Iowans? What what is? We are it? Iowans. Yes. Oh. Uh, I will say. I find that uh, University of Iowa fans, Hawkeyes, the yeah, Hawkeyes, typically pretty annoying. Really? Yeah. In, and in I don't what know if way? you guys have like ever noticed this. Overzealous. Yeah. Um, typically speaking, almost always, and you know, for some odd reason, they're everywhere. Like if you if you watch like a baseball game between like, you know, the Dodgers and the Cardinals or something like that, you know, nowhere close to Iowa. And all of a sudden, there's a there's a University of Iowa hat just hanging out there. I mean, ANF, I, do, I do feel like it's. ANF. I don't know where where is uh, University of Iowa? Uh, is it Iowa City. Iowa City. Okay, yeah. but I do feel like a it's city like in a, Iowa that's so presumptuous of itself, or excuse me, not presumptuous, uh, full of itself that it's. Uh, well, Oklahoma. Like there's City. Oklahoma City, and, and, and there's yeah. also Iowa County, and then. But I feel like those those like towns that are a little bit smaller, you know, that's like the one thing that they have that they're really excited about and they're very proud of it. That that might be why. I, uh, I do think the the like the wave whatever at the football stadium where they wave at the kids and the children. I was going to talk about that. I have that's a hot pretty take. Cool. It's I, pretty cool. It, it's it's cool. I mean, it sucks. It's it's obviously it's a. But I'm I'm cancer, gonna th- I'm gonna th- not great, but it's cool. I'm gonna throw so for anybody who doesn't know, uh, the University of Iowa. Like their football stadium is right next to the children's, children's hospital, hospital for yeah. like kids with yeah. cancer. So they do this thing where they turn like everybody in the stadium turns and they waves wave at the kids in the in, the, the, in the the hospital overlooks the stadium. Like if right. you're in the hospital in certain rooms, you can actually look into the football stadium. So here here's there's two ways to look at this. One that's really sweet, like hey kids, you know, wish you well, all that kind of stuff. Here's the other take. Hey, hey, kids, look how much fun we're having out here while you're in the kids' hospital. So there's two ways to look at this. One, hey, kids, we're having a great time out here. Sorry. Sucks to suck. (laughs) Or two. Oh, no. Or two, we wish you well. So however you want to take that. It's making the most. I think they mean it in goodwill, but I'm just saying they mean the best by it. But the optics is like, hey kids, we're having a great time here at the football (laughs) game. You're stuck up there. (laughs) But at the same time, you reverse or not reverse it, but okay. Do you want to put them in a really shitty like location? Like, well, you don't want to turn around. Hey, at least you're not over there. No, like the kids get to watch some football. Like it's it's kind of cool if you're in the right room. Well, yeah. Back back to my favorite fact though. Oh yeah, no, we're not, <laughs> we totally see see how um, easy it is to get off topic. Absolutely. So my favorite fact, I would say, it would be uh, when someone goes into a coma. There is this uh, scenario 
where they will come out of it and i can't think of what it's called but they will wake up with just a random accent so (laughs) (laughs) i I can't think of what it's called right now but (laughs) you know here's this you know 50 year old white woman oh no she's talking like chinese oh (laughs) well well no i i've actually that that is a thing yeah that they're they're so if you get if you ever are just curious and want to look up like funny nine one one calls, I I've seen one it, this one in particular a couple of times, where the guy calls the nine one one because he got hit in the head, and he no longer speaks English. But he's speaking English while he's doing it. No, no, he oh, okay. he's speaking Spanish, <laughs> and he's saying in Spanish that he doesn't understand Spanish. But he understands, like he can, he, he's speaking Spanish, but he doesn't understand, like can't speak English. He can yeah, speak but, it, but he can't under- listen so to it. So he's trying understand. to talk no, to No, 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 sorry. I, I'm, I'm really fucking botching oh, this. I'm sorry. Oh, God. This is, shut this is what happens. Down. No, okay. Calm down. <laughs> just just take a breath. Dude, what happens is he, he calls 911. Right, whatever. <laughs> and he's speaking in Spanish and okay. says, I, I'm not, I can't speak English. Like I, I don't know what happened. I got hit in the head, and now I'm speaking Spanish. But I, I, I'm American. I speak, you know, I'm from America. I speak English. And she goes, "But you can understand English." And he goes, "See, <laughs> but like, he, <laughs> but." And then she goes, "Well, have you tried hitting yourself in the head again?" Oh, no. And, and he goes, no. "This and, has to be and one so of like, prank nine one one. Come on, maybe." But then he hits it. He goes, and then hits himself in the head, and he goes. Oi, I can speak English again. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> like Crocky. Yeah. I'm not Australian. And so he like has an accent. But again, whether that's a fake uh, one or not. back to SpongeBob, this is like that scene where Patrick is hitting himself in the face and he's becoming more and more beautiful. <laughs> everything relates back to SpongeBob. Oh, yeah. Everything. SpongeBob did it. SpongeBob did it. SpongeBob did it. Everything. But so that is weird that like people in comas or traumatic experiences wake up and like, it's just di- like what in the brain causes that again, the same thing, nostalgia. Why, when I smell something, does my brain say, Oh, I remember this because of that smell. Why, when my, you know, whatever happens and I have a traumatic brain incident where I go into a coma, I wake up and all of a sudden my brain says, Oh, now you speak this language. Like couldn't tell you. Well, <laughs> I think it's great though. Because I think it's funny. Well, because you know the the like rumor or the myth, myth maybe I don't know if it is a myth or not. Where like we only use ten percent of our brains, and like if we on if we used one hundred percent of its potential, we would be just incredible. We would like we would retain everything that we ever ever learned, ever saw, ever read. So it's the same thing with language. It's like what if the coma unlocks that part of the brain where, yeah, I remember I took Spanish in, in middle school and it unlocks all of the stuff I ever learned in Spanish. Do you guys want to know how rural, like, I am? Sure, Hugh. We, how rural are you? So That's we a, had... That'd be a fun game show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be. Uh, so I had, uh, in high school, we didn't have... German, we didn't have French, we didn't have, you know, uh, Latin. All that we had was Spanish, and our Spanish teacher was Senora Bennett, and she had about as much Spanish in her as she had, you know, a narwhal. She was not Spanish at all whatsoever. So, by the way, um, just fun fact, it reminded me. Uh, I accidentally called a Mexican Spanish one time, and they, they don't like that. You don't, you don't do that. They are not Hispanics Spanish. Don't like, Hispanics don't like Spanish? No, they're different. No, you don't well, want to I, be... I understand that they're different, but my uncle was married to a Hispanic woman one... Or excuse me. His, his Hispanic. That's, that's different. They Hispanic in Spanish. They speak Spanish, but they are not from Spain, so they yeah. are not Spanish. She uh, she was Hispanic, but and he called her Spanish. She wanted to be called Spanish, but she was... She, 
<laughs> she was, Interesting. Yeah. Uh, that's what? a whole. She might have got bumped in whole, the head. I, as got, well. I got yelled at by Mexicans it's for that. It's a whole other time. story. Like, I, that's a rabbit hole I'm not going to <laughs> dive into, especially on a podcast. I'll, I'll tell you guys after. Yeah, sure. That's fine. Um, so anyway, Senora Bennett uh, had about Senora. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, she was she was as white as the the plaster that's on the walls here, which is super white. <laughs> I actually eggshell white. Yeah, so, okay, uh, okay, it's pretty white. So if you if we want to if we want to talk about uh, Spanish uh, language teachers. My one in high school was from Honduras. Yeah. So she was, she actually, yeah. So she actually spoke. She was, she was pretty attractive too. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Spanish girls are very attractive. But she, so she was from Honduras. So she was a native Spanish Spanish speaker. Sorry. Um, Hispanic. The other one that I had, the, the one that I had the majority of the time in, oh, oh my God. I forgot one. When I was in middle school, I had one that was Puerto Rican. And she was feisty. Ooh. Oh my god! They got a like, little fire in them. No, they all at do. one point she was teaching like the girls. She was like, I, I, "No, no, <laughs> she, no!" She was teaching the girls like how to fight. She goes, "Oh, okay. if I ever got in a fight in school and she's wearing hoops, oh, I'm ripping those things out immediately." Oh and, wow! Like she started going into this stuff. It was like. I'm in middle school. Well, this is Spanish what class is going on? Fight Club real quick. So that was a middle school Spanish teacher. What happens in Spanish class stays in Spanish class. Like, exactly. no, she was Puerto Rican. And she was she was just an absolute wild card. Uh, the one from Honduras uh, was also... So I actually had a lot of... Which is weird, being from Missouri, that I had that many, like, natural-born speaking... Maybe it's not. I don't know. But they were teachers speaking Spanish. And then when I got to college, it, it rose... Um, it was a redheaded man, a redheaded white man. <laughs> what well, was my Spanish speaking teacher? So I had, um, when I, I took Spanish in college, funny thing is I took Spanish one, two, three in high school. Well, I retook it again in college. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I, said, I have oh, a, this should be an easy. A. I have a, I have oh, a, man. I have a minor in Spanish. Like it, I have a piece of paper it. from college saying I have a minor in Spanish. No fucking clue. How, I'm not fluent by any means. In high school with Senora Bennett, uh, I had this one kid in my class. Uh, he moved from a, a neighboring town, and his name was Marcos. And, you know, here he is. English is a second language. And he's like... Uh, no, no, no. I need to take uh, Spanish one. I don't know. <laughs> Get out of here. We had a kid like that, too. He was he was taking Spanish, but he, he, he was native language was Spanish. And so he was just like killing everything. Like and he in cheat codes. But man. he was using slang and stuff like that. Nobody else knew. And the teacher would always get pissed. He was like, you can't use that. That's not like. Because you're teaching other people bad practices. Yeah, like that's bad grammar. You can't yeah. you can't do that. So, um, but that was every day I saw Marcos. He told me, "Te amo mucho, hey, mi hermano." Here's another thing: Did you guys ever in elementary school have people come in and like actually like people who were trying to be a part of their um, do a Spanish curriculum or a language curriculum come in and teach the elementary school kids, and then they would give like ours was Spanish. They came in and gave all of the kids. Hispanic name, Hispanic oh, yeah. names yeah. based off of like oh, Nicolas yeah. or you know Ugo. we get to yeah it, we get to, it was, was like I don't know how I feel about that anymore like I understand maybe it was kind of fun but I it's mean, also kind of like what what are we doing here it's like uh, it's like Asian people coming over here when they go to school uh, and giving themselves an English name that like, is a thing yeah. Rose did that. Like yeah. when 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 kids from China would come over and their name was very hard to pronounce, they said, "Do you want to? How do you want to go by?" Yeah, and they would like pick a Charlie. More, yeah, hey. <laughs> a more. Everyone here knows Shinjun, right? Yeah. yeah. Did Shinjun have an uh, English name? Sijun. Shinjun. Sijun. Yeah. Did he was it? Did he have an English name? No, I. We all called him Sijun. Yeah. Yeah. So I he was, went by, but his is pretty. Simple, yeah. In, in well, he, he also he also spoke they, pretty. He also he spoke, spoke pretty great. He was. Yeah. He almost sounded like he was born in America. Yeah. Uh, no, I he, disagree I mean, on that. Yeah, one. <laughs> he, he was definitely hard to, but he spoke very well. Oh yeah, he spoke. I never amazing. had a problem understanding him, but well, I, I never had a problem. No, I want to hold on. I, I before we go with this, 
I want to finish the story. So when I was at Rose, I took Spanish one, two, three again, whatever. Well, I had a teacher who you, you mentioned something about a redhead. My teacher was a guy that had red hair, whatever. But he was like, oh, yeah, my accent is uh, from Spain. And they say, Bar- Bartha, Bartha. And they do this. Everything like, was with the TH. With yeah. And I'm like, and he goes, yeah, this is my accent. And I'm like, you don't pick an accent. No. Like, he was he was fully American, whatever. And then he lived in Spain for a while. But it's like he picked it up. And he's like, this is my accent. I chose this. Yeah, like, no, but that's not the way it works. Uh, no, no, it's not. <laughs> However, all right, we're a little bit over time, but we're going to do shit. it. Let's do it. This is our podcast. Yeah. We control it. We do. And I'm controlling it right now with... Oh, God. Damn it. Oh, God. I am Uh-oh. hitting the button. To- oh, 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 no. Oh, my God. I got to finish this one and open this one. This evening. Drink up, drink up, drink up. That's rough. Oh, Hugh, you, you <laughs> I'm excited that, though. <laughs> Are you done? Are no, you done? No, Listen, I'm, I'm you're waiting. a guest on the podcast, but you're the minute you I'm start interrupting us and ruining our podcast, <laughs> even All right, more. let's do the game. Let's do the game. We got we're going to lose minutes. our 15 listeners. That's <laughs> right, ladies and gentlemen. It is <laughs> the last call on the last call podcast where every week we do a little Damn something it. different. And um, I know I say that. Where every week we do a little something different. However, because we have a guest, we're going to play the game we always play with the guest. And that game is Random Questions for Hugh. Hey, that's me. Hey, so, that is you. So, Hugh, we do have a list of random questions for you. Robert, we are going to Robert. We are going to run through them. And uh, first thing that comes to mind, I got I got the game. Let's do rapid it. Rapid fire. So Ooh, you've you've wee. listened to the show. Uh, you know how it works. Do Absolutely. we want to go every other, or what do you want to, or do you want to run it uh, first five? So, or, uh, well, we kind of tag, we kind of tag team the question. So I'll run through mine, and then you can run through yours. Okay. Well, this this one was mine. Yes. So I'm getting fifty from you, fifty from you. Okay. All from 50, you. Fifty questions. That's a lot of questions. But. Okay. So fifty yeah, percent. Hugh, are you ready for random questions for Hugh? Uh, as ready as I'll ever be. Let's do it. All right. Hugh. Seven. <sighs> Wow, what? That was a good answer. That was a, that was a very great answer. Actually, right. well, that I worked get, out really well. Yeah, yeah no, I don't know all right, we're just is. gonna move next <laughs> question. <laughs> uh, all see. right, so, give, so give him the actual question. Yeah, please. How many cows would it take to crush an SUV just by standing on it? Your initial answer was seven. Uh, would you like how to well crushed? That? Uh, flattened. Completely. Uh, okay, you're not gonna flatten an engine block. But yeah, you're not gonna fine. Flatten an cave block. in the roof. Cave oh. in the roof. Uh, four, actually. Four. Yeah. Uh, well, how old are cows? <laughs> <laughs> that was not the question you I was gave... expecting to get back. I don't yeah. full full grown. Full grown. So like four year old cows. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Probably about four. Yeah. Okay. okay. We'll we'll go with four. I know. Um. How many ears of corn would it take to get from New York to L.A.? Ooh, uh, about a foot long. How many feet between New York and L.A.? That's about 3,000 miles. Uh, 3,000 times 5,280. Correct. Uh, yep. There you go. That, five, no, that five, 5,280. Yeah. You so know how to remember that? Remember the Titans. Remember the Titans? Or you, you could just... Yes, I and, he, and he gives them the ball. I'm so and sorry, he says, I couldn't like digress into this subject about how much I love the metric system. But fuck, foot pounds, fuck it. You're 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 done with the English system. Yeah. you want to be metric. Of course, yeah. so much easier. But That's next question, hot take. Um, all right, yeah, so three thousand times five thousand two hundred eighty, whatever that is. So hold on, I just want to confirm that an ear of corn on average is about a foot long. Yeah, right about. Okay. So for all of you grocery shopping, if your ear of corn is not about a foot long, scammed, you're getting scammed. Scammed. All right. Uh, how many pickles did Peter Piper actually pick? Uh, Peter Piper picked a pick a picked a peck of pickle. Oh my gosh! You, call you got me while I'm drunk. Auctioneer. If Peter you Piper picked yourself. a peck of pickle peppers, Peter Piper would pick a pack of pickle peppers. Yeah, but how many how many pickles are in that pack? A peck. A How ma- what's a peck? What's a what's a peck? That's a good question. It's a oh, peck this is we came to you for these answers. 
Yeah, so like I need a there, number. There's Hugh. a question and there's a return, and I know there's like different returns to that uh, um, tongue twister. Peter Piper picked a pick of pickled peppers. How many peppers did Peter Piper pick? Peter Piper picked a pick of, picked a peck of pickled peppers. Peter Piper would pick a peck of pickled peppers. I, I need a number. Thirteen. Uh, <laughs> uh, perfect. Yes. All right. All right. Perfect. All right. <laughs> a peck is now officially thirteen, according yeah. to you. All right. All right. Take over, Nick. All right. Everyone has a junk drawer in their home. Yeah. You will very soon have your own home and your very own junk drawer. Oh, I'm going to have my own junk room. <laughs> You're probably going to have a junk room. You have a junk salon if yeah. you really want it. Exactly. Uh, what would be in your junk drawer? In my... Can can I make it a junk, uh, a junk room? You can make it whatever you want it to be. So my junk room is literally going to be like a catch-all office. It's going to have my musical instruments, so like... Guitar, piano. Um, See, man of many talents. Exactly. Um, I don't think I'm going to bring the accordion. I'm probably almost done. <laughs> yes, he has an accordion yeah, as well. And, and Thompson just double like keeled over and just like laughing. I, I didn't. I didn't know about the accordion until yeah. just yeah, I now. Have, I, I do have an accordion. Uh, I'm going to de- almost definitely bring the banjo. Um, I have a ukulele, but like that is literally the recorder of stringed. So instruments. your junk room is going to be the instrument room. Yeah, and an office slash gaming room slash like everything. Yeah. Interesting. All right. A lot of stuff. A lot yeah, of shit. Pretty much. All right. Next question: If you could replace all of the grass in the world with something else, what would it be and why? Oh, that's so many things. Think about all of the grass that you wouldn't have to cut. Be but pretty think spectacular. About, oh my God. Uh, can we go by breed of grass? Because you got like no, we're just no, replacing, just we're just replacing grass. Grass, grass, grass is gone. Some, no grass all as a whole. Grass all, is gone. Oh my God. Okay, uh, wheat. All right, okay, that's a lot of wheat. Goddamn farmers. I would have said uh, trampolines, <laughs> but whatever. There's so many trampolines. <laughs> yeah, but you could travel so quickly by foot. <laughs> anyway. And uh, you would always be happy. You can't be. You, can't, you cannot you be sad. Have you ever seen a sad person Think about if there was, you know, this much wheat or this much barley or this much oats, how much more beer there would be. Well, okay. That is a lot of beer. That's, That's fair. so much beer. However, you cannot be sad on a trampoline. It's impossible. That's that's a commonly True. known fact. Or a jet ski. True. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question. If you could merge two different animals to create the ultimate animal, what two animals would it be? It's already been done. It's called a mule. <laughs> you're going with the that mule. The that's what you're going with the mule. Or a donkey. Because interesting fact about them, uh, like I swear. almost all of them are male. And they're sterile somehow. Don't know how. <laughs> how do we get more mules then? Horses and donkeys. So that's when you breed a, a horse and a donkey. Always born sterile. Yeah. So so mules don't wild. mate with other mules. No, no. A mule is a is, a mule is the liger of farm animals. <laughs> that is I, wild. I would have said a lion and a hawk, which is essentially a no, griffin. No, it's the liger, because like they're both like within the same class. Like, But you understand a griffin and... is a lion that can fly, right? Excuse me, what? You understand that, that a griffin... Such a nasty noise. I don't know if the, the, the mic picked that up. You <laughs> There's some weird noise going did. on. No, that was, that was uh, some <laughs> gas coming up from the, uh, the oh, beard no. that I'm trying to finish right now. I was okay. just saying you're wrong. It's a griffin. It's a lion and a hawk. It's a lion that can fly. Lions are scary in their own rights, and now you can make it fucking fly. Yeah, no, that thing's a, a absolute but, terror. Like, think of, that's so unrealistic, though. And then all of a sudden, it's like, look at this like animal that can't, can't breed right. with itself. Right. You have to breed these two other animals. To all of a sudden, all get right. this we, other we, thing. we got we got four more questions here. Right. Let's go. Let's get past let's this. Go, let's all go, right. Let's go. How many chickens would it take? Uh, would it take to be able to kill a lion? Uh, a hell of a lot chickens? more if it had wings. Oh my god! Okay, are they <laughs> probably? Are they all roosters? And is oh a Jesus part of cock Christ! Fighting? Just say a fucking number. God are they damn all? It. <laughs> are they all roosters? Are they, are they, they a part all, of cockfighting? They fighting? are all roosters. Are they a part of cockfighting? <laughs> metal metal spurs. Yes, they have yes? metal spurs. Okay, it, about, it's your podcast. Uh, it's your dream. About eighty. Okay, eighty. 
That's I was gonna not, say about they, they, I was gonna put, say about a hundred. About a hundred. They put they you put like these spurs that. on them. They put these spurs on them. And are you uh, into cockfighting? No, but oh, okay. I know it about like it. You, you know a lot about cockfighting <laughs> for not being in cockfighting. Next hey, question. I was the leading producer of, of can uh, blind and people <laughs> see their dreams? Uh, were they born blind? or Were they not? Because if they were born blind, no. Uh, if they were not born blind, yes. That sounds like the logical answer. All right, uh, <laughs> this is specifically for you. Uh, what was the first person to milk a cow trying to do? <laughs> uh, we don't go there. Uh, we don't go there. Uh, All right. Nope. Uh, we we thank him for his uh, experimentation, <laughs> <laughs> but we don't go there. <laughs> okay. Follow up question: How the fuck do you milk an almond? I. Uh, Really strong hands. All right. Now we know. All right. Final <laughs> question. If a Smurf starts to choke, what color would they become? Uh, can blue. I tell a joke? Is that? Can I respond yes, to this? Yes, go okay. ahead. You got, you're, we're wrapping it up here. How How do you kill a blue elephant? Uh, I do not know. How do you do that? You, kill, you shoot it with a blue elephant gun. <laughs> how do you kill a pink elephant? You shoot him with a pink elephant gun. You choke it until it turns blue, and then you shoot it with a pink blue elephant gun. That was good. That was a good follow-up. I yeah, I don't know. Uh, geez, pl- well, thanks, thanks, Cue thanks, music. thanks for coming, Hugh. Thanks for we, having me. I love it. It was fun. I love it. Let's do it again. Uh, so, okay, I'm going to answer this. A Smurf that you choke will become green. So uh, <laughs> debatable. Because I'm blue. If I were green, I would die. <laughs> uh, where's the pitch? <laughs> I, I got the music playing. Uh, yeah, okay, that's fine. That's well, fine. thank you all for joining us, Hugh. Thank you for being here. Really enjoyed having you. High five. I really um, enjoyed being here. Thank you all for listening on this Friday. From Nick and I and Hugh at the Last Call Podcast, we hope you have a great fucking Friday. in time this room